This is the Intimacy Podcast, formerly known as Bedroom Confidence for Good Women. You are listening to Bedroom Confidence for Good Women, Episode 15, Emotional Intimacy. Welcome to Bedroom Confidence for Good Women, a podcast for my sisters who are ready to rock some serious confidence in the bedroom. I'm your host, certified coach instructor, Rhonda Farr. Hey everybody, welcome back. I feel like I need to start today's episode with a disclaimer. (laughs) My husband listens to my podcast episodes most of the time, and he said something last week uh, that I mentioned on one of my episodes made it sound like I was in the business of breaking up other people's relationships. I love that he was honest with me about it, and, and he was kind of playful when he told me about it, but I felt like maybe there was some truthfulness to his words. So, just to clarify, when I did episode 14, The Power of Touch, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to that episode. It's actually a really good one. But, when I did that episode, I mentioned how there was this guy in my algebra class when I was in college, and I thought he was really handsome. And I would have loved to have gone on a date with him. So I tried this little strategy where I touched him on the arm three separate times and talked to him. And he ended up asking me out. Somebody had told me or I read an article. I can't even remember where it came from now. That if you touch a guy on the shoulder three times and try to make like eye contact and some kind of connection with him verbally. That it would let him know you were into him and he would ask you out. So I talked about that experience and I I did that little experiment. And he did ask me out, but I said that I was kind of bold in doing that because he was dating somebody else in the class. But here's the rest of that story. We sat at the same table, he and I and some other people, and he was always complaining about how she would stand him up and that he really liked her and he wasn't getting that much feedback from her, even though they'd gone out a couple of times. So it wasn't like he was in a committed relationship and they both were really into it and I tried to break that up. I guess I should have mentioned that last episode, but I just wanted to clarify, I am not and was not in the business of breaking up committed relationships. It wasn't like that at all. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, I broached the question of sexual intimacy being a physical need. I talked about some different analogies and I tried to take um, some different vantage points and look at the issue from several different perspectives. Last week I talked to you about physical touch um, in a non-sexual way and how we can actually have intimate touches throughout the day that keep us connected. Today I'm talking about emotional intimacy, which is also a super important aspect of marriage, arguably maybe one of the most important aspects of marriage. But I think that sometimes it seems a little less tangible than physical intimacy, So perhaps we don't often give it enough attention. Or perhaps we think that emotional intimacy is one of those things that just will evolve and grow over time without us having to be very intentional about it. And truthfully, this may happen in some cases as you go through difficult trials together. I know Jason and I have been through some hard things with, we lost a child shortly after he was born, We have been through financial struggles and career and school struggles and things like that. 
And I do think if you navigate those situations well, it can create some emotional intimacy without you having to be super intentional about it. But that's not always the case. Sometimes those things actually push you further apart. So I think this is something we really need to talk about. Some people, often women, though not always, actually consider emotional intimacy to be a prerequisite for the physical, sexual intimacy. So important, you guys. So what exactly is emotional intimacy anyway? My research tells me that emotional intimacy is a sense of closeness developed with another person over time. Usually it involves a feeling of safety, a feeling of having your inner thoughts and your emotions known and accepted. Now notice I just said known and accepted. That doesn't mean we have to agree with our partner and totally comply with the other person's thoughts and feelings all the time. As partners, we just need to believe and feel that our inner thoughts and feelings are accepted. So everybody desires a different level of emotional intimacy based on you know who they are, their attachment and their experiences growing up, what they feel is quote unquote normal in their lives or normal for a relationship. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but if we're really going to um, be connected, if we're really going to feel that we can talk to our husbands about our true thoughts and feelings that we have inside, we're going to need to know who that other person really is, right? If we're not really willing to open up and connect on a deeper level, it's almost like that correspondence or the relationship feels a little bit fake. There's no way we can possibly feel close connection when we aren't willing to be vulnerable and to really say and act upon who we really are on the inside. Now, on the flip side of that, if we overreact and if we just totally freak out when our partner doesn't, or when our partner does share things that are personal and difficult for them, then we are in essence telling them that we can't handle our truth. Okay? So both are true. We need to be willing to be open and talk with the other person in order to feel connection. And we also need to feel acceptance and understanding when the other person are telling us things that might be hard to hear. Man, do I know a thing or two about this. <laughs> I used to get so frustrated with my husband. So I don't know if you can tell this about me or not. Maybe if you've seen some of our um, interactions. If you're not following me on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, you need to go do that because sometimes well, I do Facebook Lives. Actually, I do Facebook Lives every week. But sometimes I will bring my husband in and we will talk and interact together on a Facebook Live. And if any of you have seen that, you might have already guessed that I'm the more vocal one in the relationship usually, and he's the more reserved one. So go look us up. It's on Facebook and Instagram, Coach with Rhonda. You'll find me there. But anyway, my husband spent years telling me what he thought he was supposed to say or what he thought would make me happy. Now that sounds really noble and like he's a great husband, right? But here's what actually happened. He felt completely stifled and like he could never be himself. And I know that was super frustrating for him. 
I felt super frustrated and like I had no idea who he truly was because it was like he couldn't tell me what he was really thinking. Like I remember being so frustrated, like just tell me the truth. Just like have a conflict with me sometimes. Let's have an argument sometimes. But he felt like he couldn't do it. He felt like he couldn't be himself or I would freak out and get mad. And you know what? For a lot of years, he was probably right. But this is what happened. We both ended up feeling very disconnected. This is so important, you guys. Choosing to be vulnerable in your relationship is choosing to allow someone to love you for who you really are. Choosing to listen and accept your partner's thoughts and feelings without harsh judgments is choosing to love someone on that deeper level. When we open up and we show who we are, we open up ourselves to being more loved, not less. That's really important. When we open up and show who we are, we open ourselves up to being loved more, not less. When we open our minds to the things that we don't always like or want to hear, we allow ourselves to connect to the other person more fully in a much deeper way. This is it, you guys. True connection comes from honesty. Now listen, I know you. I was you. (laughs) You're probably craving that closeness, that intimate connection so badly. But you also want everything to feel warm and fuzzy as you create this connection. I'm so sorry, you all. (laughs) This isn't a romance novel. It usually doesn't happen that way. Over here in Realville, in real relationships, true connection is sometimes messy. It just is. And it doesn't always feel good. I know you're afraid to be really open and honest. I know you're afraid that if you are completely transparent and honest, that it might undermine your relationship or it might feel dangerous to your relationship. But I want you to consider that your lack of truth and connection might already be sabotaging your marriage today, right now. What's been weighing on you? What are you afraid to be open and honest about? Is there any way you can bring it up in a respectful way and work through it so your relationship can actually be closer? Listen, if you need some help navigating through a tough situation like this, a tough situation that maybe you're afraid to address in your marriage, make sure you give me a call. I want to talk about it with you. I honestly feel like it's my personal obligation to use these tools that I've been given and that I've learned and use this passion that I have for strengthening marriages to help each of you out there who are struggling and want help. So if that's you, make sure you let me know how I can help you. Just email me, it's coachwithrhonda at rondafar.com or go to my website, rondafar.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, click on talk to me. I saw something on Instagram a while back and it was so interesting to me, like it really stood out to me. This guy basically was talking about physical, he thought he was talking about physical intimacy and sexual intimacy in his post. What he said was, My wife and I got into this big fight and this argument where we both kind of said and acted in ways that weren't really appropriate. And he said, now she's withholding physical intimacy. She's withholding sex from me. 
And his question was, how can I convince her that what she's doing is wrong and get her to be intimate with me again? So from his perspective, I could tell that he really thought she was being vindictive and using sex as a weapon against him. I really think he believed that. But knowing what I know, I could also see that his wife didn't feel emotionally connected to him anymore. She didn't feel safe in that way with him. And she really was unable to give herself over to him physically in that most vulnerable act. Do you see what I mean? Honest, open connection, communication, honest, true intimacy comes from a feeling of mutual safety and respect. And in this situation with this husband and wife, she just wasn't feeling safe with him anymore. Think about it. When you get into a big fight, people say and do things that they didn't mean. If you try to go straight into that physical intimacy without that foundation of the emotional connection, it's going to backfire on you. We have to be able to feel trust when we're sharing that deepest, most vulnerable part of ourselves and when we're sharing those deepest feelings. So think about it. Um, When we're thinking about emotional intimacy, as a listener, as a person who is hoping that our partner will talk to us more, will share what's on their mind more, we have to be trustworthy of our spouse's emotions. That means not freaking out, like I mentioned I used to do, We're not freaking out on them. We're not using their openness and honesty as ammunition days later in another conversation. My husband used to say that, Jason, he used to say that to me all the time. He would say that my brain was like a vault, (laughs) that I would remember everything and I would always bring it up and always like throw old things in his face and throw it back at him later, you know, after the argument was over. I would use it as ammunition. Not cool of me. Not cool of me at all. When we freak out and we get mad and we belittle our spouses or other people, that's when it's very, very hard for them to be open and honest with us. It often gets interpreted by them as a personal rejection of who they are. I'm wondering if any of you are like me and have ever rejected your partner's thoughts and emotions, possibly unintentionally. I know I used to do it all the time and I didn't even realize it. Perhaps this looks something like you just shutting down their ideas. You dismiss them without really hearing them out. Maybe you allude to the fact that their thoughts might be silly or just dumb, not worth listening to. Listen, you guys, feeling rejection is painful especially when we feel like that rejection is coming from the person we've committed our entire lives and eternity to. When we or our partner learns that our deepest thoughts and ideas or whatever it is will be met with rejection, that's when emotions will start to be withdrawn and stifled out of fear. Fear of what might happen. Fear of not being loved or valued if we share what's really inside of us. Then you're going to start to wonder, why can't I communicate with them? Why aren't they telling me what's on their mind? This communication is terrible. Why can't we just work this out? You're going to start to wonder why you never feel super connected to them. Can you see the problem? Can you see the pattern? I've lived this pattern and I'm telling you guys, it sucks for both of you. It sucks for both partners. In order to break this emotional rut, 
you have to create a feeling of safety. A feeling of trust and safety has to be at the foundation of emotional intimacy and communication. You both have to feel that you're in a relationship where emotions and feelings will be respected, even if you don't always agree with each other. We have to respect and accept each other because if we don't, what we're in essence saying is, you can't share that with me. You can't talk about that with me. And what that does is just creates more distance and less connection in your relationship. This is the essence of emotional intimacy, which by the way, is creating the foundation of physical and sexual intimacy. Sexual intimacy is one of the most vulnerable and open shows of affection and love. If someone isn't feeling emotionally safe, it's really, really hard for them to give over their whole self in that most vulnerable way. I wanna ask you a question. Are you ready to totally and completely allow each other into that very intimate space that is only meant for the two of you. That space of connection that only you can share together. I really want you to think about what it would be like to feel completely safe and connected with your partner. What would it be like to know that you are 100% loved no matter what? What would it be like to know that your partner felt completely safe with you to give them totally, to give their whole selves over to you. How would that change everything in your marriage? I really want you to think about that. If you're the more dominant partner in the relationship, ask yourself, are you willing to keep that emotional dominance even if it's stifling your connection, stifling your communication, your intimacy, and ultimately squelching your happiness as a couple? Are you willing to keep that dominance in that emotional relationship? What if you're the partner that's more emotionally reserved? I want you to think about it too. Ask yourself, are you willing to trade that feeling of full acceptance and being totally loved and accepted as you are for the comfort of hiding your feelings and staying small in your relationship? Is it worth it to you to not speak up and not voice your feelings and opinions? if it's going to rob you of that total connection and those feelings of total lovability. Now listen, as a side note, please know that whichever person you are in this relationship, I don't think it makes you a bad person or a bad spouse, unless of course you're taking it to the extreme and being abusive. In that case, there's a bigger issue and you need to seek help and safety immediately. But in general, I don't think we're terrible humans who are intentionally trying to hurt our spouses in this way. I just think that we're trying to figure things out. We are learning. We're in this relationship that can be hard and messy sometimes. And most of us are usually doing the best we can with what we've been taught and what we've experienced in our own lives. That being said, please don't stop trying to learn and improve your relationship. There is so much more that you can get out of your marriage if you keep growing, if you keep working together. By the way, I believe with all my heart, when we recognize our weaknesses, when we recognize our points of needing to grow, 
that's when we can come together and work together and say, you know what, I'm not so good at this. And the other partner says, you know what, I'm struggling with this. And when we brainstorm and we accept and we try to genuinely help each other through it, that is the epitome of growth and emotional intimacy as a couple. I want you all to move forward with confidence that you can totally figure out the balance of emotional intimacy in your relationship. It does take work and effort, but this is an area of my marriage that I have personally navigated and struggled my way through, so I know it is possible. Even for my husband and I, who have navigated a lot of it, it's something that we still have to be very aware of and intentional about, but I promise you, it is totally doable. All right, you guys, please let me know if I can help you. I would love to have you on my schedule. Grab a call with me. Tell me about your specific pain points, how this is showing up in your relationship, so we can see if I can help you come through to the other side of it as well. It's totally worth it. It's a game changer. I really want you to think about what it can do for your marriage. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.